Caution. Learning in progress. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Smarter Every Season. My name is Tyler Hubert, and hopefully at this point, if you're a regular listener, my voice sounds pretty familiar. We're going to hear from another familiar voice here very soon, because Hans Stutzman joins me in studio. Kind of some rainy weather the last couple days here in central Illinois in the forecast, but as we look out over the next week and a half to two weeks, there's some warm weather coming here, and and, uh, I know there's some other parts of the U.S. that maybe are under snowfall, but uh, the point is spring is coming, and this is the point for us on the podcast where we start to make a transition away from in-studio or over-the-phone or, or, or interview-style podcasts and start to move into talking about what is driving our call volume. And what we're really trying to do is identify the things that on a day-to-day basis we're getting calls, we're getting questions on. We want to pass on solutions to our growers and dealers to help them have a good experience in the spring. So with that, uh, Hans Setzman I mentioned is here. Hans, we've got about eight or nine bullet points that we had prepared uh, that are kind of our highest call volume drivers. And if you're ready, we'll go ahead and dive right in. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, let's do this thing. Um, Let's talk a little bit first about furrow force compressors. I think in the past we've recommended a 30-weight non-detergent, which is still a good recommendation, but we have a specific brand that we sell that we recommend. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so... um Kind of driving with the fact that we now have Ferro Force compressors and Air Force compressors, we actually ro- went to and got a Roll Air branded uh, synthetic uh, oil. It's a straight 30 weight, but it is a synthetic. It's a non-detergent, but it's a synthetic version of it. So we actually do have it, and then we actually sell it directly from um, our store. The part number is 200351. Um, so, but that is a a oil that we would recommend to use in those compressors, both Ferro Force and the Air Force hydraulic compressors. Perfect. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Reveal. I know that there has been some confusion over a flange spacer, when to use it, when not to. Yep. I think you can clarify that. Yeah, I'll try to do my best to clarify this. So this is uh, this was covered in training a little bit, but between last year's Reveal and this year's Reveal, we have removed um, the flange spacer. It goes between the bearing and the... Um, cleaning the, wheel. Yep, in the cleaning wheel. In that area, when you assemble that system, the instructions still called out the flange spacer. We have taken that out with spacers. The flange spacer is gone and replaced it with just a basically a tall bushing is what it is now. Um, and it used to come in the um, bearing kit and now it comes in the spindle kit. So there's a difference in where that spacer was packaged. That was one of the confusion pieces of it. So if you're looking through the instructions and you're looking at the system, you're like, I don't see that. You had the old instructions. You're like, I don't see that flange spacer. And I don't see anything in in the, the bearing kit. Well, it's not. It's in the spindle kit now because it can be installed when the spindle kit goes on. Um, those instructions have been updated on the cloud. They are out there. Um, they have been corrected to, to so that you can see the correct, uh, the different or what is, is supposed to be in those kits. And also the communication about when that change was and the conversation around that is now listed underneath the service resources for reveal. Um, so both of those the instructions are updated and the communication about what we changed. Both of those are available to go view. And I would highly encourage if you're putting reveal together, Go look at that because that's a that'll help clarify what you're looking for. Yeah, the big thing there obviously is the install guide is updated. It Trust is the install yep. guide. It is updated. Yep, perfect. Okay, the next couple of bullet points I'm going to try and talk to they are liquid related. What I really want everybody to know is these two bullet points 
um, back in February, we did a 2023.0 virtual refresher. Mm-hmm. Um, that The link to that training is on the cloud. So if you go to the cloud, you go to product resources. Um, actually, you want to hit the training tab, excuse me. There's a link for 2019-2022 training videos that actually probably needs to be extended into 23 now because that's right. when this training took place. But the top option is a 23.0 virtual refresher, which these two bullet points and a lot of other really good notes on Liquid were talked about. And I'll even give people the minute mark. If you go to the 9.13 minute mark and watch until the 18.18 minute mark, that about nine minutes, it, it tells you a lot of what you need to know about Liquid setup for 23.0. But valuable the, information. Extremely. Yeah, nine minutes of uh, well worth your time if you got anybody running a Liquid system this year. But the thing that I wanted to mention is on the cloud, there are also updated resources for how to set up like an EMHD or an EMHD turbine, or uh, sorry, traditional HD without the turbine turbine removed removed system. Yeah. So be sure if you click on product resources and then scroll down to you find the picture of the VApply HD, it's under the EMHD, VApply HD, VApply base options uh, on product resources. You'll find that there's on the left-hand side where we have install resources, service, diagnostics, things of that nature, there is an EMHD-specific section now, which talks about compatibility, talks about monitor setup. It also has bracket installation documentation. Um, so big thing in there is there's a lot of updated resource around EMHD. Uh, highly recommend checking that out on the cloud. The other thing that I'll say is we're, we're still taking a fair number of phone calls where when you set up an EMHD system, or a regular HD but with turbines removed system. So you've got to pair that with an EM flow sense. You have to go into each row in the setup and say that the flow source is external. Correct. Each row. Right. Each row. There Not, you go. That's the key thing there is the each row because it's very easy to hit it and say, oh, it's external. That applies to the very first row right. that you're working with. Right. So we'll get a phone call where row one is hitting the rate and but none of the rest is. are. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a telltale sign. Uh, you probably didn't select external. Or one row is not hitting right and everything else is. It's probably one row that also has the wrong. Yeah, didn't missed get, that. Did, got missed. Yes. Yeah, been there too. So, I, again, just to say uh, that would also be when you set up the HDs mm-hmm. in the 2020, make sure you're selecting that flow source external Yep. Uh, when you're doing that. A caveat on an add-on to that is also the liquid pressure sensor module. If you are adding yes. the liquid pressure sensor module to a system on a Gen 3, that also needs to make sure that the um, pressure source in your rate control setup so the vapply rate control module the pump controller that has to be set to external flow or external pressure source yep so yep. we're catching that a couple of times as well so i would say this too if you're using the the newer gen 3 style rate controller and pressure yep. sensor they've got to be plugged into the same location yep same jumper color correct you've got to make your f- pressure source, source external yep which is done through the the rate controller setup yep and you need to be on 23.0 yeah, it was it was a dot one version last year, so it should be you should be on twenty three dot this year. Yeah, you can probably do it on twenty two dot one dot four, but just to simplify yeah. the messaging, twenty three dot twenty three dot is where you should be. Yep, very good. Okay, I also wanted to point everybody to we have updated a handful of our GPS resources. You and I were joking a little bit ago, Hans, that it feels like when we started, there was about a half a dozen common. GPS. That's about all I can remember when I started, and now I don't even know how many there We've are. Lost count. <laughs> yes, but we have updated a number of these. I, I would also highly, highly recommend, A, use them. Yep. In my experience, um, 
if you can give a grower or if you, a dealer, can look at the videos or the documentation, it tends to be a better experience than calling support. And that's not that we won't help. It's just that a lot of those screens can be very detailed. And if you miss one click, one push, one button here or there, it's easy to get off track with that GPS setup. So, so in my experience, a lot of times the videos and the documentation really provide the best experience for setting up GPS. Yeah, and I'll be, I'll be very honest with you. If you call me and ask me to set up GPS, the thing that I'm going to do is go to that GPS page and pull up the manual for that GPS and walk through it because I can't carry every single display's menu pass in my head. So when you, <laughs> when you call me and ask for support to set that up, I'm going to the same document that you have access to. Right. Um, and quite frankly, it's a better experience because you have it in your hands. The customer has it in their hands. They're in front of the screen. It's going to be more likely to understand the process. Agreed. So that's that's one reason why we push those manuals and the videos because that's that's actually what we're using. Yeah. I would also say that if you do come across a setup that we do not have pictures or a guide for. Yes. We want pictures. Yeah, very much. If you have access, if you come across a, hey, you don't, we don't have access, we don't have a guide for this, but I've done this before and this is what I know how to, how to, I got it set up. Let us know, give us, submit a ticket or email us or something. Let us know that there's information that you've got that, that explains that setup. Yeah. Um, because that way we can share it with the rest of the, the, the dealer network. Yeah. Next couple bullet points, I'm again going to point everybody back to that virtual refresher video. Uh, again, under the training tab, 2019-22 training resources, first one. We're going to talk a little bit about bringing in client farm field and exporting boundaries. we got a couple notes to pass on there. But I would highly encourage people to walk through the 38-30 minute mark and the 48-36. That 10 minutes, that 10 minutes there's a lot of questions answered there that are driving our call volume right now. Yep. Um, very, very worth your time. Yep. Um, but the nuggets that we wanted to pass on were specifically when exporting client farm field from a Gen 2 to Gen 3, Hans. Yeah, so when you do that, the, the best way to do that is you want to be on tw the tw Gen 2 should be on 2020.0.1. Um, and then you will need to export the crop config um, on the Gen 2. So export the crop config. When you go to the Gen 3, you can import it using the Gen 2 option to import. There's a wide, wide variety of things of what you can export and import when you get between the Gen 2 and the Gen 3, but those are the two things. You want to export the crop config from the Gen 2. You want to import the Gen 2 option uh, in the configuration setup. Those are the two things that you want to make sure. And then, again, 2020.0.1 for the Gen 2 um, when, you, when you go through that. Um, that is just client farm field. We do not have the ability to export the config of the machine setup from the Gen 2 to the Gen 3. You will have to set it up in the Gen 3. What if I'm pulling client farm field from SMS into a Gen 2? So if you're coming from SMS into a Gen 2, you actually want to take the Gen 2 back to 17.4 software, import that config, client farm field structure, and then update the 2020 back to 2020.0.1. Um, there was a change in SMS in how the 2020 imported, and we made changes now. We imported uh, client farm field structure in the 2020 the last software that, that currently has been working is 17.4 to take an SMS file. SMS into a Gen 3, perfectly fine. Do a Gen 3 setup, import um, as a third-party display into the Gen 3. You should be good to go as far as the Gen 3 side. Can you give me some notes on exporting boundaries from a Gen 2 to a Gen 3? Yep, we're getting that quite a bit. We're starting to see that as well crop up. Um, Gen 2s, when you created a boundary file in a Gen 2, 
Uh, so that was one where you drove the boundary with the Gen, with the Gen 2 display connected to GPS. Um, when you try to export that to a Gen 3, that does not come with a DBF file. It comes with an SHX and an SHP file. It does not come with a DBF. That has to be added to that system, uh, to that file for it to, to be imported into a Gen 3. So you got to export the Gen 2 or the, the export field map data. That's where the boundary file is located. Pull it out, load it into um, mapshaper.org. So mapshaper.org. You can upload that uh, boundary file to there. It's a free website. Add a DBF file to it, export it back out again, and then you can import it into the Gen 3 system. Perfect. The last couple bullet points that we have, we're going to bounce back to the Gen 3 mm-hmm. specifically here uh, and talk a little bit about Delta Force health checks. Yeah, this is something we talked about a little bit last year as well, correct? Uh, I believe this is one of the, the spring podcasts we touched on. And what specifically we're getting an auto load uh, meter pop up sometimes when we're starting a health check. And Tyler, we were talking before this, and we were going back. A couple of things we tried last year was getting GPS, rebooting the display. One of the things that we've seen to work also this year that's been working a little bit better is to use, um, is to go to the Delta Force setup screen underneath systems, remove the hardware. So remove Delta Force solenoids, remove Delta Force uh, load cells, remove the hardware, and then re-add the hardware to the system. That seems to have been causing, have been allowing us to get past that auto-loading pop-up that's showing up. So. And and you're good with the process as you just stated it. I yep. don't need to power cycle. Or shouldn't have to power cycle. It shouldn't okay. be. If you are still struggling with it, power cycle might be the next option. Remove hardware, power cycle, read, boot up again, and then add it. But um, it shouldn't need to be power cycled. Our experience has been just removing hardware, reinstalling hardware seems to be fixing it. Okay. And what do I need to know about triple can systems? Triple can systems. Um, we would not recommend running the health check on the triple can system at this point. Again, specifically the advanced applied force. Yes, the advanced check. applied health, health check. Um, I would run that as a single can to run the health check. I would connect all the backbones together on single can network. I understand that you got a DB120 or big planners. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, to run the health check itself, you'll be fine running the health check on that. I would not run it in field that way, but to run the health check, it's not an issue. Put it on a single can network, run the health, advanced applied health check, when you're done, put it back to a triple can network and run. Yeah, to be very clear, we are not recommending anybody go to the field. Yes, do not go to the field can. on a single can network like that. Right, on a big planner like yep. that. We're just saying for the sake of the health check. For the sake of the health check, yeah. I would run uh, a single can network to run the health check. Okay. Uh, a dual can would probably be okay. Well, if you want to just pair B and C together and run on two can network, that's probably fine. Um, but I would recommend going to at least a, a two can, if not a single can, to run. The, the applied force health check. 10-4. Okay. Hansi, that's all we've got. Yeah. So uh, I want to thank everybody so much for listening. I will say that our goal with these spring podcasts are to be very short and to the point, yep. which can be a little tough for you and I sometimes. Sometimes we get a little long-winded. <laughs> but I want to thank everybody so much for listening. We'll continue to do this through the spring season, and we hope that everybody has a very safe and happy spring. Thanks for listening.